Hello, this is Off the Trumbuckle. I am Steve Parsons, along with Tim Gratton here. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter and find us on YouTube at O-T-T-C-L-E. Also, make sure you check us out on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Tim Gratton, how are you doing today? Hello, how are you? He is at Tim underscore Gratton 77. I'm at Steve Parsons 15 on the Twitterverse, and uh, we are here to talk about WWE Fast Lane 2021 today. And since the show comes out about a week after that show, we're going to talk about some of the stuff that's happened since then, the week following as we, as we are recording this. Tim, we're about, we're less than two weeks away from WrestleMania starting. Uh, once again, we'll have a two week, <laughs> a two night phenomenon on the Peacock Network. We're also going to talk about Peacock on this show. We got a lot of stuff we got to get to today, Tim. But first of all, I just want to ask, how are you feeling? Well, it's about 70 degrees here in southwest Virginia. Um, we are in the middle of the best month of the year in terms of sports with March Madness and Major League Baseball starting. And it is also the beginning of... Or, the, or I should say the ending of WrestleMania season because we all know it's the number one wrestling show in the world, WrestleMania. Yeah, WrestleMania will be here uh, before we know it. It's actually going to be about a week later than usual because finally, thank you, WWE, we're doing this week after Easter. There's been plenty of times I've done this, this the same week of Easter, and I just I never liked that. So thank you. For not doing it the same weekend as Easter. I appreciate that. Especially those who have family that we have to go see. Uh, uh, let's see. Vince McMahon texted me. He says, hey, Steve, uh, you're welcome. I hey, work pal. Rest- yeah, hey, hey, pal. I worked WrestleMania around your schedule so you can watch. <laughs> Sincerely, uh, Grandpa Vince. Well, you know, I'm looking forward to it just because we're going to have fans in the stands. Um, I think they said about 24,000 tickets are going to be sold for each night. Um, I'm excited about that. I'm not too thrilled about the two night thing, but you know, maybe, maybe two nights of breaking it down won't be as bad as sitting down for a seven hour show. There's also the, the idea, well, let me just get it over with. Um, if it creates a better live experience, <coughs> bless you. If it creates a better live experience. Okay. I might be for it, but I guess either way, you got to watch a lot of Matt. I mean, they've already got like eleven matches signed for this thing, and, and we still got a week to go. So we we're gonna get breaking down that card uh, later in the show, Tim. Um, we do. Uh, we're, we're gonna start here with the WWE Fast Lane. We're not gonna break all these matches down to every single suplex and every single Randy Orton rest hold, but we are going to break them down a bit here. But I do want to focus a, a little more on some of the other storylines that are going on going into WrestleMania, Tim, unless you have any objections with that. I do not. This, oh, the, I was going to say something before we actually moved on to wrestling. You talked about the sports time for Virginia. You know, did, did the, was there a school in Virginia that even won a uh, tournament game? <laughs> or was uh, pretty much done right away for the men's? Uh, the Commonwealth went Technically, zero and three. Okay. And the VCU Rams up in Richmond, uh, they had to uh, uh, forfeit their game because there was a COVID 
positive test. They were the team that was going to play Oregon, right? Yeah. So, okay. so, so if you really want to be like that much of a D, uh, the Commonwealth of Virginia went 0-4 in the NCAA men's tournament. And the only win was the Virginia Tech Lady Hokies. Uh, they won a tournament game. Okay. Uh, I saw Virginia <laughs> defending champions. Lost to the Ohio Bobcats in their first uh, round game, which that was a surprise. That wasn't surprising because UVA they didn't even practice all week because they had a COVID the uh, case during the ACC tournament. Yeah, so I mean that's not surprising. You pretty much show up and play with no practice and no game prep. You you're gonna get your butts kicked. And to extend a Virginia connection former head coach of the vcu fighting rams shaka smart uh was one and done and his texas tenure had been underwhelming to say the least and did the university of texas a favor by taking a new job at marquette as their head coach well the the rumor from what my big 12 friends told me that he was he needed to go to the sweet 16 at Texas to keep his job and obviously losing to uh, definitely little brother, Abilene Christian uh, is not what we say here on the off the turnbuckle best for business. So that's why Shaka says, you know what? I'm going to exit uh, stage right here. And I want to go back home to Wisconsin where I'm from and take over the Marquette basketball program. Although for him financially, it would have been a little better if he just waited and let Texas make the decision for them. But he was ready to move on. Um, never seemed like he uh, – It never really fit. fit. Didn't really fit. I feel like there are other jobs out there. He passed up through a better than Texas. And Texas being a – I mean, you should really be finishing the top four or five in that conference every single year. And it seemed like a struggle every year. They had some high seeds here and there. But uh, I know this year's tough on everybody. This has been a, this has been a rough year for sports. But uh, – He's moving on and hopefully uh, bring uh, bring the pride of Marquette back, right? Well, the, the thing was, and we'll get back into wrestling here, but maybe. The th- maybe. The, the thing was, um, Shaka would get or would have top five recruiting classes at Texas, but it, they would just never gel and mesh together. So that's why you always see like disappointing first round exits. Like, um, oh, who's the calf center? Jared, and I'm, I'm drawing a blank on his name because I don't watch I don't watch the Cleveland Cavs consistently anymore. But the new calf center, oh, oh, Steve, help me out here, Cavs basketball expert. Who calls me an expert? Oh, hold on, Jared Allen. Yes, <clears throat> Jared Allen. Uh, he was a five star recruit that Shaka signed and that team was supposed to be really good and they just never started out they just they didn't do anything and that was four years ago back in 2017. Texas consistently gets really good athletes in football and basketball you know it's just gonna happen and he's got (laughs) it just hasn't worked hasn't really Texas basketball really hasn't been good since the days of Trisha Thompson and Kevin Durant really. Like, I mean, no. next level good, like DJ Augustine, guys like that. And the funny, th- and the funny thing is uh, people in tech, the, the, the people who are Texas Longhorn fans don't care about basketball. 
um, the, arena, the, the arena that they play in in Austin, they're actually downsizing because they're not selling out a 15,000-seat arena. Yeah, I mean, probably like Alabama football, which their joke is, wait, we have a basketball team? Well, that was the, apparently if you're an Ohio State fan, uh, that was your joke on Twitter after you lost to Oral freaking Roberts. Not my joke on Twitter, you just got outplayed, man. <clears throat> Those guys just got outplayed. Hang on. Don't want to be serious when I talk about these guys. Um, <laughs> one moment. <laughs> um, yeah, he's got outplayed. They shot what, eight of 19 or uh, God, nine of 18 from free throw land. Uh, trailed most of the game, got the lead, had plenty of time to ease the game out. Then, even in the overtime, you get yourselves in a big hole, and then you still get shot. The ball ricochets to the guy you want with the ball wide open, and the ball just doesn't doesn't uh, doesn't bounce the way you need it to. I mean, there was a t- period. Excuse me. There, there was a shot in the overtime where I find <laughs> my blanket on the guy's name, the uh, the the shooter from uh, Ohio State. You know what I'm talking about, Tim? Uh, let's see, Dwayne uh, Dwayne yeah. Washington. Dwayne Washington. <clears throat> yeah. Um. He shoots the ball. It gets gets stuck in the rim. <laughs> it just sits there. Like that just tells you how this game's going. And Oral Roberts just played faster and they played better. And the old cliche, they wanted it more. See you next year, Bucks. Yeah. Well, at least but Chris just, Holt. Go ahead. At least, at least Chris Holtman staying and not being and not taking the Indiana job. So that's a good thing for. Well, some people find it a good thing. Some people want Chris Holman out as Ohio State's head oh, coach. Please. He's been a fantastic coach for Ohio State. Yeah, he's been doing okay. He's been a fantastic coach for Ohio State. We're gonna we're gonna fight about this. What is it a fight about? He's been great. His recruiting is a. I think his recruiting. They don't really recruit like guys that are mentally tough, and when things start to go south, they fold quickly. Um, it showed this season with Ohio State basketball, and that's why they lost to a 15 seed, which they can easily could have won that game. <clears throat> well, guess we'll never know how easy it would have been. All you gotta do is make free throws, you win the game. Let's start there. <laughs> I think he's been a good coach, I think his recruiting has been. He got off to a rough start his first couple of years because when he was hired, he hired a very, very late hire. But I'm sure, you know, once again, Ohio State is never expected to be one of the top teams in the Big Ten, yet every year they're there. So good job for him because football is where it's at, Ohio State. I still say you can, you can do well in both sports, and they're one of the best teams in the country at doing well in both sports. Now you like to see him get beyond Sweet 16 one of these years. Get back to the to the um, some of the success they were having during the Mata era, but you know we'll see what go, what happens. I think he this year was a tough year for him, like like it's for a lot of these younger head coaches. He, I mean, I know he's not the youngest guy in the world, but as far as this third year at Ohio State, I believe, I think that's right. Maybe his fourth year. I, I think it's like it was his third year. Last year was rough, and you know because these guys had their 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 postseason canceled just like that. Some people went down to the Big 12 tournament for no reason last year. I wonder who that guy was. 
Well, you can you can tweet him at Tim underscore Gratton seventy seven for your displeasures. But you know, <laughs> who's still left in this tournament? Anyway. Well, Michigan won. So Michigan, uh, Michigan's in. Uh, Gonzaga. Gonzaga's still there. Okay. We have. Uh, let's see. Arkansas, Houston. I think I saw that. Um, or. Oregon State won last, or, or Oklahoma State won. Those two teams they beat Loyola last night. Or Oregon State, yeah, Oregon the Beavers. State. Beavers, not not the Riverside Beavers, but the Beavers. Um, they are in, of Oregon State, which, uh, if you saw in the beginning of the tournament, Tennessee fans were trying to talk crap to Oregon State, and Oregon for you. and Oregon State's like, wait a minute, uh, we beat our rival. We had the first, oh, number one overall pick in the MLB Major League Draft, and we just won our conference tournament in basketball. What have you guys done in the last year? Oh, nothing. Shut up. They give out Happy Meals, dude. <laughs> you should ask your meteorologist in Cleveland how she feels about Tennessee basketball. No, I'm a, I'm a football team. They're giving out Happy Meals to recruits, right? Oh, Yeah. You picking up what I'm saying yet? Yeah, I, they got they're they're in, they're in trouble. Come on now. WWE Fast Lane starts with a uh, pre-show match. What a Riddle. phenomenal transition, by the Riddle way. Riddle was uh, taking on uh, Mustafa Ali for the United States Championship. This match goes nine minutes seventeen seconds, and Riddle retains the championship. Uh, by pinfall, and uh, every time Mustafa Ali loses, he blames his uh, associates. And he always makes this weird face where he closes his eyes and he starts yelling at him. And you're just looking at this—it's just like a little Napoleon syndrome thing he's got going on. He's got three, two really big guys. Another guy who's bigger than him, and the the female is about his size, if not bigger. So I find it very interesting. You're, you're shouting at these guys, and uh, okay. And just to take take this thing to the next night, they did a rematch next night, same result. Matt Riddle wins, and Mustafa Ali gets very upset again. And this time, his his associates turn on him. Each of them doing something to him in the ring, and mercifully, I am hoping Tim that the retribution experiment, what a flop it was, is finally over. Is is officially dead. They they all beat the crap out of him on Monday night. Good. I I mean, once they revealed it was Mustafa Ali behind it the whole time, and he went from having like twenty people under his thumb to just four or five. I'm like, this is such a flop. It had so much potential. I understand. Oh, the idea is we're gonna we're gonna use. Mustafa, it's going to elevate Mustafa Ali, but Mustafa Ali was never. If it was someone like, I don't even know what a good example would be, a more established superstar, I think you would have had a better shot of actually doing something. And you you elevate the, the you know the people in the group, not just the quote unquote leader. The leader needs to be established, and Mustafa Ali, <laughs> what a flop. The guy's actually a pretty good wrestler, but this storyline was bad. 
and every week that he was out there, right? I, I could not take him serious. I could not take these guys serious at all. So now what do you do with these guys? Have them come out with their real names? <laughs> Put them down in yeah. NXT for the next four months and try to bring them back in a different way? What a flop. Their real names and their real gimmicks. The real names, but like their their character names. I don't think I don't think this guy's character name in WWE should be T Bar or, or Mace or Flapjack or whatever the heck his name is. <laughs> Reckoning, like what the heck? <clears throat> oh, I, I, I I'm glad it's over. Uh, any thoughts on Retribution and Riddle retaining his United States Championship? I like, I mean, I'm starting to become more of a Riddle fan, but the, the, uh, the, the revolution job squad gimmick, I'm glad it's finally dead. Retribution. Whatever they are, yeah. The first match on the uh, main card uh, for the evening was the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship between Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defending against Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. What a forgettable match this was. Match ends with some mis- miscommunication between Bianca and Sasha and Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler pick up the victory uh, to retain their tag team titles. Great. Because uh, Sasha and Bianca are going to face each other at WrestleMania, so you, you're kind of getting that story going more and, you know, that's great. That, that, that match is going to, from a wrestling standpoint, I think will be just fine. Um, doing the story is another thing. <laughs> Which we can get into that in our time. Tim, I think you know where I'm going with that. <laughs> I just, I don't know if the charisma's there as far as the personalities isn't there building these matches in their promos. You know? Do you, do you really want to get, do you really want my thoughts on women's wrestling in the WWE right now? Do I? Yeah, do you really want to know? Do I? I mean, there's no other time to bring it up during this uh, quote unquote pay per view show. Yeah, well, it's it's literally just bathroom break opportunity. Are you going to be more inclined <clears throat> to watch them when uh, Becky Lynch returns? I mean, it might help, but might help. She's probably the best women's wrestler they have right now. I mean, Come Charlotte. On. I mean, Charlotte's still my girl, but Charlotte's in deep water right now. <laughs> Charlotte's not going to be on the card, dude. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, then I'll just. Give all my women's wrestling attentions to AEW and my girl, uh, Britt, ba- uh, Britt Baker. She got messed up there. <laughs> oh, I know. I saw that. Where'd like... you go, Jack? <clears throat> <laughs> uh, moving on here to the Intercontinental Championship. Big E defeats Apollo Crews. Apollo Crews has a new gimmick now where he's, uh, you know, taking it kind of repackaged him where he's. He's got roots to uh, like royal royal roots to uh, Nigeria, and he's changing the way he talks a little bit. I wouldn't try to imitate it for you because that would be offensive. But um, he kind of sounds like he's from Wakanda, which you don't understand that reference either, Tim. So I don't don't I don't know why I just said that. But um, you know, it, he loses the Big E. It was a very very um, confusing finish. <laughs> they went about they didn't even go six minutes here. Very confusing finish because it was like the referee was. I don't know if she was like changing her count or what. It was very confusing and it was such a bad botch they didn't even show it on replay. 
That's when you know it's a bad botch. And they didn't even, I mean, I don't think Michael Cole said it was controversial. That's that's the other thing, you, you know, okay, if Michael Cole's not calling it controversial, it wasn't meant to be that way. <clears throat> I think it was an exchange between, you know, Biggie was on his back, then he rolled over at one point, and it, just, it wasn't clearly reestablished as a, re, as a reset account. Uh, but then they have a, a big post-match beatdown, and, you know, these guys are going to face each other again at WrestleMania. They're on, that's they're on the card for WrestleMania, uh, for the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, I mean, I think the Biggie singles run is great. I'm glad he's getting his run. Uh, the Apollo Cruz character, what they're doing with it is a lot better than what he'd been doing for the past two or three years. Um, well, that's good. Well, it's about I, time. They, about time to give him something that actually works. Um. <clears throat> So these guys go at it for about last like th- how many more times is Biggie gonna beat this guy? And they're just gonna keep going back to. I mean, it tells me that Apollo's win this is gonna win this Intercontinental Title WrestleMania because they keep going back to it, which I find interesting because this past year has all been about Biggie finally separating himself as a single star. I kind of feel like this is the the show where he could get a big WrestleMania win, but. Yeah, we'll see what they do. Tim. Well, that's a good, I was reading an email. Sorry, got distracted. Um, you, you know, that an ounce of professionalism. I was gonna say, are you gonna just try you gonna drop the famous line that you used to say on our past uh, off the turnbuckle shows? I just said it. Oh, okay. Well, you know, congratulations on your success. Um, but yeah, I, I, I big East. Seems like he's leading towards a the Intercontinental Championship loss, and we'll have a new champion at WrestleMania. Or Biggie's finally just gonna open up a can of whoop ass on him, and we're gonna be like, "Yeah, feel the power of positivity in your ass." Wow, talk about sensitive comment there. Wow. Ron Strowman was supposed to have a one-on-one match with Shane McMahon, who had been calling him stupid lately, and before the uh, Earlier in the day, Shane McMahon uh, hurt his knee. He hurt his knee. So uh, he convinced Elias to come out to the ring, maybe do a little, uh, almost like an audition for maybe a WrestleMania musical performance. And he says, well, by the way, you're taking my place tonight against Braun Strowman. Uh, So there's a little squash match here. Went about three minutes, 50 seconds. Braun Strowman gets the win. And... what I like about doing the show so late is we can actually kind of talk about what happened on the next TV show. Um, there was they did a rematch with Elias and Braun Strowman, which Strowman squashed him again. And Shane comes in, he's on crutches. He comes in, uses the crutch over Braun Strowman, doesn't even flinch. The crutch bends almost in half, and then Strowman just looks at him, and Shane gets out of the ring and runs up the ramp <laughs> like he doesn't have a knee injury. He's fine doing the old Shane O'Mac thing with his feet. Braun Strowman issues the challenge for WrestleMania. Shane McMahon accepts. And Shane McMahon says, Braun, you can even pick the stipulation. So that'll be, I'm sure, coming out probably uh, on this week's episode of Raw, Tim. It'll probably be like a hardcore match or something. Something that will get Shane McMahon something to jump off of, right? They'll probably have done a steel cage or, you know, something like that. Are they going to find a way for him to jump off the the Tampa Bay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the, the pirate ship. Oh, hopefully that gets used as a prop. Yes. 
Yeah, man. Uh, so let's keep going here. Uh, Seth Rollins took on Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, Shinsuke kind of setting up for his buddy uh, Cesaro. As, uh, Cesaro and Rollins have got some feuds going on lately, and Seth Rollins picks up the victory. Uh, they go about 13 minutes long here. And on this past week of SmackDown, they've officially made it official. Officially made it official. Seth Rollins will take on Cesaro at WrestleMania one-on-one. And then the whole thing I love about the, Okay. I said it before. I did not like the Monday Night Messiah character or Friday Night Messiah character. But this Seth Rollins is a heel works for me. It's all about embrace the vision. And if you know anything about me, Tim, you know why that just, that just tickles me. The, the, mm-hmm. this, <laughs> the phrase embrace the vision <laughs> and it's working and like the, he's like overselling this fact Cesaro's on the swing for years but now because Seth Rollins is getting s- swung it's now embarrassing and humiliating <laughs> he does an interview on, on Friday it's like Seth how'd you feel about well, Cesaro and he was like hey did you see what he did he tried to swing me again he tried to swing me again <laughs> I promise you he will never swing me again Cesaro then goes on to Rollins from behind and starts swinging him in the backstage area. <laughs> and they have a match for WrestleMania made official. Seth Rollins, extremely good, no matter what side on the aisle he is, as long as you don't have the word Messiah attached to it. Uh, I love Cesaro. I'm, I'm, I've always been a big fan of his. I think him or Cesaro and Rollins could definitely be a match of the night candidate for WrestleMania coming up. And I'm looking forward to his match coming up at WrestleMania. I'm very excited. Very good. I agree. They will be a good match. <clears throat> ring of honor. Some uh, people are saying he, they came here. They're big ring of honor stars. And now look at them. They're in a feature match at WrestleMania. Very good. Cool. Let's talk about this. This is a match I've been wanting to see for a long time. Drew McIntyre and Sheamus on a big stage. And these guys have a no-hold-bars match. They get plenty of time, 19 minutes and 40 seconds. Uh, um, Drew McIntyre comes out looking like Braveheart. Tim, do you even know what that means when I say that? Uh, that's the movie, right? Yeah, it's with Mel Gibson. Yeah. The Scottish hero. Comes out with a blue and white Braveheart all over his face. Uh, it's... Great presentation here, I thought. Um, these guys, I don't think they went for a pinfall up until the finish, which I loved. <laughs> they went all over the Thunderdome, going through monitors, going through tables, going through anything. It, it was exactly what you thought it would be. These guys finally having just a brute match, physical match. These guys have been... These guys have known each other for about 20 years. They've had matches all over the world, and they finally got to have that big one-on-one match here. You know, I kind of thought this match was worthy of a WrestleMania match, but clearly they did not think so. But this was a pretty good spot for both these guys. And now set now all signs for WrestleMania. Drew McIntyre is going to take on the new WWE champion, Bobby Lashley, at WrestleMania. And, uh, you know, we'll get into that later. But, uh, yeah, I thought this match was very fun. <laughs> I like physical matches, Tim. You just like it rough, apparently, don't you? Um, it was a good, it was a good match. I, I enjoyed watching uh, Sheamus and McIntyre beat the holy piss out of each other. So yeah, it was, it was highly entertaining. I liked it. 
Let's do a little bit of transition. We have a quote-unquote inter- intergender match between Alexa Bliss and Randy Orton. And this match was filled with uh, Alexa Bliss doing a lot of theatrics, blowing fire, having things fall from the ceiling. And then eventually we get a reveal of a hand coming up from underneath the ring. Uh, and it's the fiend Bray Wyatt. He has returned and he is noticeably distorted. His face looks like it's burned up. Uh, his, his attire looks like it's completely charred. And uh, he... Between him and Alexa, they uh, get enough to misdirection, hits the Sister Abigail move, or if that's what we're calling it. And uh, Alexa Bliss now owns a pinfall victory over a 14-time World Heavyweight Champion, Randy Orton. Uh, this is going to set up a one-on-one match that they've already made for WrestleMania between uh, Fiend and Randy Orton. This has probably been the best-built um, storyline they've got going on. It's been going on since the draft, essentially. In, uh, or November, whatever it was. This storyline's been going on, and, uh, you know, we'll see where they go from from now, with it from now. Uh, it's been a good story. Uh, Alexa Bliss's acting has been phenomenal during this entire program. It's really... And they've been able to keep, they've been able to have Randy do other things while competing for the championship and doing stuff with Drew McIntyre and such, and have this kind of like be like an underlying story which has affected him. Randy Orton's had a very good year. Obviously, in 2020, one of his best years is what it's being described as. He actually had a very interesting podcast interview with uh, Steve Austin in the <clears> Broken <throat> Skull session, where he talked about how. He just wasn't that good on the mic for a long time, but this past year he's been noticeably getting better, and uh, his storytelling is going to a lot better. He's not as boring as he used to be. Haha, there's that word. Uh, the boring word? I, uh, uh. Who said that in the first show of TT? Um, but yeah, Randy and uh, Bray will be fine at the next show. Uh, these guys work together pretty good, and uh, you know. A lot of things on this show was we need to get it to WrestleMania. I mean, this this show at times felt like what a Saturday Night Main Event show back in the day would be getting us to WrestleMania. That's what it felt like a lot to me. It was a pretty much a teaser to, hey, buy the pay-per-view for WrestleMania. Because <clears throat> yeah, every match here has got a WrestleMania implication. You know, mm-hmm. Nia Jax, I mean, the whole... Sasha and Bianca, they're going to face each other. Biggie and Apollo, we're not finished here. Strowman and Elias, while we're trying to, he wants to face Shane, really. Seth Rollins and Nakamura, while he wants to get to Cesaro. Uh, Drew and Sheamus, this was like, okay, we're ending this, we're kind of ending this for now because the next night Sheamus was actually getting double teamed by her business and, and Drew comes out for the save to help him out. Uh, and then, of course, this is very clear, and then nothing will be more evident than this final match here that goes in even 30 minutes, Tim. Universal title, Roman Reigns taking on Daniel Bryan. Edge is a special enforcer. Okay. <laughs> you ever just, like, look at the match, and you're like, how the hell are they going to get out of this one? <laughs> because the previous pay-per-view, Daniel Bryan wins an Elimination Chamber, and he immediately has to face Roman Reigns for his championship match. And they squash him in two minutes. With this match, they 
And what they've been doing during the a majority of this Roman Reigns heel run as champion <clears throat> is every single time he's had to get help from his cousin Jey Uso. Mm-hmm. Or he's been protected somehow. Which is fine. That's what heels do, right? Yeah, the uh, chicken. How do we get how do we get Dan O'Brien to lose this match <laughs> but making him still look strong? Right? Well, you have one of the most choreographed ref bumps in the history of ref bumps, <laughs> which leads to Edge getting involved, and Edge is actually doing what he's supposed to. And then Daniel Bryan's got Roman Reigns in that yes lock, and uh, he's about to tap out. And Jey Uso super kicks Edge, super kicks Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan gets the chair. Edge gets the chair. I mean, it's it's all over the place. <laughs> Daniel Bryan hits Edge with the chair by accident, and then. He gets Dan O'Brien, uh, Dan O'Brien gets Roman Reigns in the yes block again, and you actually do see him tap out. Edge does not see him tap and goes he goes directly for Daniel Bryan with the steel chair. And Roman Reigns, very frustrated. This is all about me. This is my chance. This is my moment. And he leaves the ring. The enforcer has left the ring. Roman then abruptly covers Daniel Bryan, the injured referee, makes a miraculous comeback after being out for 10 minutes <laughs> or whatever it was. And uh, Roman Reigns is still your champion. So that was fast lane. And let's kind of fast forward to SmackDown this past week. Janet Bryan comes out and says, I deserve another opportunity. You know, let me face them. The winner of that match. I'll face them on night two if I have to. Adam Pierce says, I got to think about this. And he ultimately decides that we're going to have a triple threat match in the main event of night two of WrestleMania, Tim. Roman Reigns, a champion, defending against Edge, the winner of the Royal Rumble, and Daniel Bryan. Triple threat action in the main event of WrestleMania. That's fascinating. Uh, <clears throat> I was going to say, um, the main event, or one of the main events of WrestleMania, it's going to be a triple threat between Daniel Bryan, Edge, and Roman Reigns. That will be the main event. That will be the last thing we see on night two. And then a run-in by Brock Lesnar. All right. Brock Lesnar, I don't think has anything to do with this show. I'd be shocked. I don't think he does either. Because you would advertise him if he's going to be at the show. You know? You would. They're not going to use him as a surprise. No, I think he's... uh, I mean, as far as we understand it, he's not even under contract right now. As far as we understand it. Right. I do want to run through the card for WrestleMania really quick. All right. Now, once again, in case you've missed this living under a rock, there will be two nights of WrestleMania again this year like there was last year. Whoopee! So, night one, we've got Cesaro taking on Seth Rollins. A one-on-one match. Braun Strowman will take on Shane McMahon where Braun will name the stipulation. For the Raw Tag Team Championship, the New Day... Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods is going to take on AJ Styles and the in-ring debut of Omos, who is a seven-foot-three giant who always comes to the ring with AJ Styles. We've also got Bad Bunny taking on The Miz in a one-on-one match. Great. We've got Sasha Banks defending the SmackDown Women's Championship against Bianca Belair. And then we have for the WWE Championship, Bobby Lashley defending against Drew McIntyre. Okay, that's night one. Night two, 
We have Kevin Owens of Sami Zayn going one-on-one. Big E defending the Intercontinental title against Apollo Crews. The Fiend taking on Randy Orton. Asuka taking on Rhea Ripley, who just debuted on Raw for the Ross, the Raw Women's Championship. And then for the Universal Championship, Roman Reigns, Edge, and Daniel Bryan. There's a couple of more matches that are expected to be added. Um, so right now we're sitting at 11. That's quite a bit. Um, I would expect to see Riddle and Sheamus get added for the United States Championship because Sheamus and Riddle had a backstage segment on Raw where Sheamus attacked Riddle with his own scooter. <laughs> I just said that. Um, and I'm expecting the Mysterios to challenge um, the top dogs, as they're called. That's Ziggler and Rude for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. I mean, Ray Mysterio is healthy. Um, he's good standing with the company. I think he, he used him here in WrestleMania in some capacity. And he's tagging with his son right now. And that's the whole thing. He's like, this, this is like the one thing I have left to do in my career. And what better place to do it than WrestleMania, Tim? Uh, the In Tampa, Florida for WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, host of WrestleMania is Hulk and Tyus O'Neill, which is hilariously <clears throat> stupid in ways that if you understand the history between these two guys, you understand why it's hilariously stupid. Uh, Gronk wasn't available because he has a mini camp going on, so he's not available. It doesn't matter if he's available or not. The pairing of Hulk Hogan and Tyus O'Neill is hilariously stupid for many reasons, especially if you know the history of those two. Uh, what, they're best friends? Are you being serious right now? Um, do I take things seriously, Stevie? Do, do you know the history between these two? Honestly, no. I'm actually being a smart ass. All right. I, if I if you did tell me, I'm drawing a blank. So what was the, what was the reason the last time Hogan got fired by WWE? <clears throat> it was because he made some uh, inappropriate comments, right? Racial comments, right? Yeah. On a radio show, whatever. And they said, okay, we're we're parting ways with you again. And they brought him back. And he there was an infamous pay per view before the show. He came out and talked to all the boys and everybody. Apologized and said, I'm here, blah, blah, blah. Well, Tyus O'Neill was, he basically said, I don't accept your apology and we don't accept your apology and blah, blah. It was a big blow up. So now they're putting them together. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Nah. He was not thrilled <laughs> when Hogan came back. It's not good. A um, couple of notes here before we get into the Peacock stuff. Uh, WWE Hall of Famer, the Road Dog. Uh, big, uh, James, James Road Dog, whatever you want to call him, Brian James. Was, Brian James, thank you. He was uh, hospitalized late Thursday night, likely due to a heart attack. Tracy James posted on her Facebook page that her husband had a heart attack. That she posted another update soon after. Uh, I want to thank everyone for the prayers and texts. Brian most likely suffered a heart attack late Thursday night after returning from Orlando. He has a test run and we're currently waiting for the results. He's also been seeing a kidney specialist and will have a stress test done 
he has always been on blood pressure meds for high blood pressure. Just please pray for the test to come back with something that we can fix. I am a total wreck, but I'm trying so hard to be positive. Please pray for Brian. He feels horrible. And for God, please heal my husband so he can come back home. Thank you all so much. Just an update. Doc came in. Kidneys came back clear. Heart cath is scheduled for Monday, and they'll determine what needs to be done. Please continue to pray for him that the doctors and our family. Thank you all. We love y'all. So it sounds like he's going to be okay. But, you know, they won't know until they actually release him. So hopefully the best for uh, Ro- uh, Road Dog there. Say something, Tim. The, hint, the wind is howling. <laughs> the wind's howling. Um, the, sorry, we got work emails right now. Um, obviously, prayers up, and hopefully Road Dog can come out of this clean and healthy, and he could be back working for WWE, helping out the young talent, work on their craft to make it to the big roster. Agree, hundred uh, percent. What do you mean you're doing work emails right now? Are they paying you to do this? Are you paying? Are they paying you right now? Because they're asking me work stuff right now. They're yeah. off. Come on, man. <laughs> All right, let's uh, move on to Peacock stuff here. So I watched this show on Peacock, um, Fastlane. That is, pronouns, pal. Um, this. Uh, I thought the playback on the live show was fine. And now the issue is with the content on the, the, the network version, the network that's on Peacock. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> First thing I notice is they're putting everything in seasons rather than calling it by the year. So if I'm looking for a specific Raw, I have to figure out what season that was. <laughs> Uh, they're calling all the WrestleManias by seasons rather than just calling them WrestleMania whatever year they are or whatever number they are, right? Right. And now and the other the other thing I don't like is there's there's no easy way to like WWE Network had down to a point where I could arrow down and just go from match to match. If I just want to watch last year's WrestleMania, Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens, you could go down and find Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins one on one match. Boom, go to it. Now, the way it's set up, unless they've changed in the past two days, which I doubt, once again, I acknowledge it's early. It's been up for about 10 days now, okay? But I have to find it manually through fast-forwarding if I want to find a specific thing. That's not cool. I don't like that. Now, the other thing is they don't have all the content up, which we kind of figured would happen. But now... Tim, we were talking about this before the show. There is content being edited out of these shows. You want to talk about the thing with Hot Rod? So, um, when Hot, <clears throat> when Roddy Roddy Piper, he did the uh, the blackface promo against Bad okay. News Brown in one of the early WrestleManias. What I, from what I've read and seen on social media and everything that the uh, Peacock, they edited out because it was racially insensitive. And 
obviously in the world that we live in where everybody wants to cancel culture and everybody should love each other and go hug trees and all that crap. Um, that was kind of one of the biggest moments of that WrestleMania and you're just going to take it out because it's racially insensitive. That's where I have a disagreement with and it's like, okay, well, if, you, if you're just too offended by it, you, you don't have to like watch it. I mean, come on. So I think it's really stupid, Steve. I mean... I mean, you and I, we have like we have a, a views on a lot of things, and we agree on a lot of things. Not just like you know sports, wrestling, but like other incentives because what we do for a living. And I think saying stuff's too racially in, is incentive. It's a little too far to go there because it's just entertainment. Do people understand that this is just a television show for people to be entertained? I and, have no issue with them putting like a disclaimer in the middle of the episode or in, in the middle of the video saying the following, the next segment is uh, viewer discretion is advised, or you can put a little crawl that says viewer discretion advised for what's coming up. Or, or make it in the freaking beginning of the show. Like, you know, kids don't try this at home. Viewer discretion is advised because of this. You know, that's fine, but don't just freaking take it out of it and act like it never happened. Of course it happened. I mean, it happened over 30 years ago. But now, all of a sudden, it's, oh, this is too racially insensitive. Oh, we're going we're gonna to go on Twitter and be like, oh, F you guys. It's like, oh, my God. I just want to read a couple tweets here by some, uh, <clears throat> some WWE uh, wrestlers or former wrestlers or just people in the business. Brian Pillman Jr. Jr. tweets out, Pretty sure none of my dad's WWE promos are making it to Peacock. Uh, Lance Storm says, hey, Peacock, if you want to edit out any of my dancing gimmick from 2003, that'd be okay. Uh, Stevie Richards tweets out, so Peacock TV is censoring and removing WWE content. Shows a picture of him being serious in his right to censor a white <laughs> shirt with the tie. Uh, and uh, Brian Heffron, a.k.a. who? The Blue Beanie. Blue Beanie. Hey, Peacock TV, can you edit me into some old Ross? <laughs> that was funny. Just, just a few uh, tweets there. I mean, technically, they're allowed, they're allowed to do what they want to do. They bought, they, they paid a billion dollars for this stuff. Uh, I don't agree with it. I think they should be leaving it the way it is. Um, you know, I, I just, I just, I don't agree with you uh, editing content out. The Katie Vick storyline is screwed. Oh, that's <laughs> that. Let's see. Oh, I'm trying to think what other There's so, so the, much worse stuff they've done too. Like the uh, the Joe Briscoe Pat Patterson evening gown match at, at King of the Ring 2000. That can definitely get edited out. Absolutely. There's so much stuff that's gonna probably get cut out. I mean, that's you know the first one I've actually heard about, but I'm sure there's more. Uh, and there's the, what about Vince McMahon going to a church, tra- taunting God? You know, Shawn Michaels, a, a tag team partner, and they're actually have backlash. <laughs> uh, that's got edited out. 
that that's going to get added out too. Maybe, maybe not. Um, official trailer has been released for the Suicide Squad, which is going to be starring John Cena as one of the characters. There's a Red Band trailer out there, and John Cena has a very, very funny line. <laughs> uh, you can check that out on your own time. Tim, I'm not putting that on the podcast. <laughs> you know why they call it a Red Band trailer, right? Uh, no. No. It basically means it's a trailer that's rated R, which means they can say whatever they want in a trailer. Oh, that's why I and love to hear. Let's go. Maybe I'll play the clip for you after the show so you can hear it. Um, let's see, I don't think there's any other news or notes really to get to here. Oh, we got some more Hall of Fame uh, inductees here. Can we please do a show breaking down the Hall of Fame class? Because I feel like if we rush it, it's not going to do to do, do a do diligence here, and we need to just break down this Hall of Fame class. And yes, I will well, go soon. I will go. You're su- the one I need to that needs to get to get on board because you're the yeah. one who's never around. Yeah, well, you know, when you're busy covering news and one in a top oh, six. Oh, market, give me give me a freaking break! Uh, get, they only pay you for eight hours a day, dude. Yeah, you know that's what they. <laughs> Never mind. We're not. Gonna I just need an hour of your time to do a podcast. That's an it. An hour. So am I like? That's it. That's all I need. So, so are you? Are you uh, Conrad and I'm Bruce? Is that what you're saying? <clears throat> I wouldn't give you that. I wouldn't give you the satisfaction of that. <laughs> wow. Wouldn't give you the satisfaction. Oh, they're doing Riddle and Sheamus on non-title match on Raw. They're not doing this in Mania. <laughs> Unless we're, gonna, unless we're gonna do it for the title, okay. Uh, there is one AEW note I do want to bring up. Uh, John Silver from Dark Order, he's out four to six weeks with the injury. No, no, no surgery needed though. No, no surgery, so he'll be fine. Uh, uh, MGF has a new faction. Cool. Um, great. <laughs> great. That segment was like a triple swerve. Yeah, uh, we saw that coming like a mile away. Well, they and, were so uh, slow with it. Right. Like, if they kill the lights as they're all heading towards him and bang, oh, by the way, I've been busy. Boom. Go just get right into it. it they, they drew that out so bad. <sighs> Whatever. Yeah, but anything else, I'm pretty much, I, I mean, peak, I mean, going really quick, going back to Peacock, um, I. Still wish the WWE Network was its standalone item because I can get lost just watching old school wrestling. I hope they make adjustments. They put more content because, I mean, I like doing cardio and watching the old Monday Night Raws from like the Attitude Era and even the new generation era of the mid-90s. And they're not on there yet, and it makes me sad. So the full library is expected to be available on Peacock by SummerSlam. So about six months. I'm gonna cry, Stevie. A little less than six months. Sorry, my my. Uh... I can see why you won the broadcasting, but <laughs> Alvin Kamara NFL 17 game schedule quote dumb end quote. Ah, <clears throat> uh, it's dumb too. Yeah, I, uh, I love it. 
I, I, I like that comment right there. Uh, baseball started up this week, Tim. Cleveland Indians is going to be a very, very different looking team this year. That's for sure. Yeah, well, at least I could say I covered the last uh, playoff baseball team we had in Cleveland for a while. So, oh, please. I'm not saying they won't be a playoff team anytime soon, but this team's going to be look very, very different. They're going to be having a shortstop play center field, and uh, they're. Hey, they can bring they back. Got, they, can... they brought back Brian Shaw. <laughs> hey, they can bring back Jason Kipnis. He got cut by the Braves. They can bring him back, put him in second base. Uh, they already have a second baseman, dude. Oh, that's right. Or you can put him back out in center field. I I would rather him him play center field than freaking Rosario. So that dude makes three errors in one inning in spring. Oh man. Oh man. Go Beebs. That's all I can say. Go Beebs. Well, they should beat the Tigers. So let's 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 hope they can beat the Tigers on opening day on Thursday. <laughs> Thursday. Oh, so the next one, my Beaver jersey, they work the next day. You won't. I will oh. if, if 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 you if we can beat the Tigers. Uh sorry, my shirt's too insensitive for the Commonwealth of Virginia, so I can't wear Indians gear. Boo-hoo. I I, I know. <laughs> All right, uh, of course, uh, check us out here on YouTube, also on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts at O T T C L E. Of course, uh, also check us out on Facebook and Twitter. I'm at Steve Parsons 15. He is Tim underscore Gratton 77. Let us know what we should talk about next. I'll tell you what. By next week, we should know the full Hall of Fame class. Okay? So the show that we'll put out next week will be about the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2020 and 2021 that's this is this is the nerdy stuff that i'm all in for. okay even though batista's <clears throat> claiming he won't be there now so does that mean he's going in <laughs> so i don't know when the next show will come out hopefully we'll be able to know, it sometime next week i don't know producer when is the next show well it's whenever out? you're available pal oh just blame me for it okay well, you're the one. Every time I say, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna do it," oh, yeah. can we do it tomorrow? Okay, tomorrow comes. Um, I'm mattress shopping. <laughs> I need a new mattress. You have no idea. You give me the heads up. Hey, by the way, I'm going mattress shopping today. I don't think I can make my slot. Ah, TV turn for you. Ha ha. Take us home, buddy. It is a TV show. TV term. It is. I know. That's what I'm saying. Take Next it home, slide. buddy. All right. So for Tim Granton, I am Steve Parsons. Thank you for listening or watching us on YouTube, even though it's not seeing our faces. You're seeing pictures I'm putting in there. We do appreciate the support for Off the Turnbuckle. We'll see you next time. We both have faces for radio. See ya! Tool. <laughs>